What is it? I'm just a teenage. I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. baby. So if you want to make a bomb on domestic, you know, no dramas there. Well, that's what it was for. Do you remember? Stop looking at the camera, bro. <laughs> this guy loves to look at the camera. <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Banter. This is the podcast where we take the very best bits from your favorite late night shows and package them into one singular podcast. On today's episode, we have a variation of Finish the Lyric. We have Unscramble the Lyric. Oh so get keen for that, boys. And then as well, we have part three of our lovely Sydney tier list. We have Compare and Contrast Sydney Nightclubs. But before that, throughout the week, we got me, Miguel. We have Rowie. G'day, g'day. And Senny. Boys, today is the big day. Mm. We have traveled all the way back to the studio uh, and we are missing one person you would have noticed. So Kushagra is currently, I guess, almost how many hours? Three, four hours into the challenge? Almost four hours deep. Seems like an eternity. Um, and listeners, I'll say he is not doing well. Mm. He's hit cabin fever within the first 40 minutes. Um, so yeah, we left Kush at Sank Hotel. He's currently there. We have we have him on standby. We have we can call him at any moment just to make sure he's okay. But we won't for right now. Won't. To keep him, it, let him stew yeah, in. to keep him insane. Because mm. on the surface, he might seem as cool as a cucumber. But deep down, man, do you seem cool? As we a know cucumber? cushy. We know cushy. No, off camera. Realistically, I thought this challenge is going to last you know five six hours. Yeah, seven max. The way it's going, it's looking like it's dead set going to be eighteen hours. So if you are in the city, oh, well, I guess it's coming out too late. But if you're in the area around two a.m on Sunday morning, come to Sankta, you might see Kush still there. If you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen some lovely updates. Yeah, exactly. Today as well, so that's a ex exclusive for you guys. Alrighty, wish Kush well. Um, we'll be back there after the recording. We'll go see how he's doing, give him a little bit of a checkup. But boys, I went to Melbourne last week. Um, famously. Famously, yeah, the the absence. Did we say that? I can't remember. You did, you okay. did. In the end, we did. <laughs> I think at the start, we were saying some heinous things, rehab yeah. and all sorts. No, you said I had a, I don't have a drug addiction. I've got a porn addiction. <laughs> no. Hey, I didn't say that. Well, Sen said that. But I was in Melbourne. Um, our friend Rohan, who's a friend of the show, being on the pod, he uh, he's actually living there for the next six months. So I decided to visit him. I have some family there as well. And also some business that needed <laughs> to be Mainly business. To. <laughs> ah, business and pleasure, mate. Both can mix. <laughs> so I get to Melbourne um, and it's Friday night. And I've caught up with Rowie and we're like, all right, let's go out tonight. I have been sober this whole year, but I thought, you know, when in Melbourne, maybe we'll have a beer or two. We'll see how it goes. So one of my friends, Rav, who's from Sydney, but lived in Melbourne for like two years. He just happened to be in Melbourne for the week and as well. And he was like, oh, um, do you want to come out with my friends? And me and Rohan were like, yeah, let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll head out. Uh, things got out of hand extremely quickly. So my tolerance of alcohol, uh, not having drunk for the whole year, essentially, is all time low. low. Unbelievably low. Like I had a um, non-alcoholic beer, which had 0.05% alcohol. And I was like feeling a little bit buzzed. <laughs> I think that's how that works. <laughs> it is. I had a heaps normal and I was not all there in the head. You were not normal. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, here we go. So we get to this like rooftop bar, sinking a couple of bevs there and I'm loosening up a bit. Um, and then it's like maybe seven, seven thirty, And so we're like, oh, let's get some, get some food. I'm like, lads, anyone up for, for a feed? And they're like, oh yeah. Like I know a place. Let's go to, um, Shanghai village. Oh. I'm like, I didn't realize Shanghai had a village, <laughs> but it's actually quite a large city. Is that their version of Chinatown noodle King or something? Dude. Um, yeah. Let me get into that. So we rock up to Shanghai village, BYO. Oh, right? So absolutely. Already. 
Um, we go, we head to a bottle shop, whatever, rock up to Shanghai village. Um, as our mate gets in the door and Wait, the- what's his name? Aaron, as. Oh, you said oh. as he got into the door and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Like, it's part of your story. <laughs> no, his name's Aaron. Um, so as- Actually, uh, If your name's Aaron, you have to have a better nickname than Aaron. What can it be? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Continue. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else there is. Um, but we get to the, the the door and the waiter's like, oh, top floor or bottom floor? And as immediate, it's like, let's go top floor. I'm like, lads, absolutely. Rooftop, 100%. Sounds, sounds familiar. And then we get to the bottom floor, right? Shanghai Village. Um, Beautiful oriental restaurant, just families in the bottom floor, no dramas. We walk up to the top floor and um, the waiter brings us there and it's pitch black. And the only thing is strobe lights that are pulsating. What? And so I'm like, oh, that's fine. Maybe it's like a club in the top. We'll have like a bit of a boogie or something before we um before we eat. Before we eat. <laughs> Get the appetite going, you know? Uh, then the waiter's like, oh, here's your table. <laughs> I'm like, what did you just say to me? Here's my table. So it turns out Shanghai Village, their top floor, is essentially um, a nightclub, nightclub with tables and people are like standing on the chairs and the tables singing to like the songs that get white people list lit playlist. Yeah. <laughs> while these guys are serving food in paper plates and dumplings are flying across the room like it's no one's business. Is that kind of table service then? Yeah, or I don't know service? what it is. So we, we sit down and, and the music is like blaring and clowns are chucking dumps and stuff all around the shop. And meanwhile, the workers are like filming this, what? right? And- and I think Shanghai Village is the equivalent of Chinatown Noodle King. It's not, from what you're describing. It's worlds apart. No, but I think Chinatown Noodle King accepts that its patrons are going to be rowdy. Rowdy. I think Shanghai Village really encourages, encourages it, it, leans into enables that. it. I can't even picture what you're describing right now. Let me look it up. Okay, I have a video that I'll we'll post on the on the, okay. the 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 actual YouTube and stuff like that. But it's literally think a nightclub with tables, paper plates a QR code and music just pumping, except the music is, you know, Mr. Brightside and whatnot. On Google, it says it's a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, you look it up, look up upstairs. It says cheery Chinese dumpling house over two levels with standard mains, pink walls and basic seating. Nowhere in it does it say that it turns into a friggin' nightclub. Is, really? this, is this like a Melbourne local, if you know, you know, sort of situation? Unassuming at the bottom level. Dude, I'm dead set looking at photos and I'm seeing like dragons for Chinese New Year in here. <laughs> no, are, are you sure this is the place for Dude, Shanghai Village. Are you looking at the right Upstairs place? Club. I'm just going to- I don't think you're going to get anything on the Google Maps. I think it's a- If you know, you know, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. Dude, it looks like a freaking yum cha place. What are you talking about? That's right? not Shanghai Village, mate. That's Dude. not where we went. You're at the wrong Shanghai Village. I potentially am. Oh, hang on. This one? No, it's not that one either, dude. Dude, no. this place doesn't exist. Look, Shanghai Village does exist. And if you're from Melbourne, um, hit us up. So please let me and Sen know as well that we need verification of this story, you know? Because Ro did say he was not <laughs> all in the head on that night. He could have so been this- back at the hotel, like that's his apartment. And he's <laughs> fucking cooked. So we need someone from Melbourne, please DM the page and let us know. So we get home uh, at a reasonable hour. Like Which t- is? Like t- 2, 3 a.m. That's fine. No dramas. Um, Rohan lives right next to the casino. So that, <laughs> Convenient. that could be a good little spot to stop before we get home. But um, uh, the next day is Saturday. And Saturday, is, as we all know, is was Democracy Day. Um, went to vote in a referendum, uh, which I knew nothing about. So we get in line and it's a pretty big line, but I'm like, how hard will this be? People just have to write yes or no. You know, most people are writing two letters, <laughs> really. Most people in the end did. Yeah. And so- we're like, oh, it's not going to take very long. We'll be in and out in a jiffy. And then one bloke comes out and he's like, oh, thank God it's finished. I've been in this line for one and a half hours. 
And I'm like, oh my, dude, Here I'm literally, go. I'm in Melbourne. This is my last full day in Melbourne and I'm spending two hours to vote in a referendum that I didn't even know. I, okay, so I did not, correct me if I'm wrong, but I did not grasp the gravity of the situation that this is like the changing of a constitution and like- So your issue was you didn't know what a referendum was? No, as in like, I didn't know. Okay. So I just, I just did, I just had no context about what was happening. What did you right? think it was going in? No, as in like, I just thought it was like a, a vote. Like, you know how we had the plebiscite ages ago? Yeah. I thought it was like that, but just like a bit more important. Right. Right. So I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna go in, vote, no, no. dramas. Yeah. <laughs> if you yes. don't know, well, didn't you hear if you don't know, vote no. No, I didn't know it was a referendum, but oh, I did okay. know about the campaign. Oh, okay. I had okay. been, you know, shoved in the, lots of ads actually for the yes and no, dare I suggest. Dude, there was a lot of no on TikTok. The no campaign had a big budget. Did they? Very big budget. When I walked outside the, when I voted, mate, posters everywhere. And that's just a small indication of how much they spent on this fucking, this campaign. I think in Victoria that you're not allowed to, um, Vote no. Accost oh, okay, people. Right. No, Victoria also voted no. Everyone voted <laughs> no. Um, but we're in the line and we're like, oh, it's going to be two hours, whatever. Just make ourselves cozy. So me and Rohan are yarning. There's like signs that say, you know, 80% of indigenous people support the yes vote, right? We're having a laugh about that. Um, just chuckling and, and Rohan's teaching me, I guess, I suppose, like the nuances of what a referendum is and how this is like, you'll probably never have one in your lifetime and only seven have passed. This sounds horrible. No, it was, it was He's giving you a crash course into constitutional law. Yeah, this guy loves the law. Um, and so I'm hearing all this, right? And then beside me, the guy next to me throws out one of the craziest questions to ask a stranger I have ever heard. For some reason, he thought it was okay to interject himself to be and fair, he, Rohan is quite loud, so. He, of course he's loud, but I'm just saying, when you're in line, like, you know, blinkers on, mate. You got stuff yeah. to do. Yeah, but you're there for like an hour already or something, right? So he's already fed up about hearing this guy yarn for like an hour, <laughs> so might as well join in. And so Rohan and I were talking a bit more about like, obviously the Israel-Palestine conflict as well. Like we were, you know, just yarning about what was going on there. And this guy turns around and then drops in. Do you think it was okay for the Palestinians to yell out, gas the Jews? <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, what did this stranger just say to me? <laughs> Sir, we're here to vote yes or no. Yeah, uh, I turn around and I'm like, <laughs> what? A crazy question to ask a stranger. Did you even, I, I actually wouldn't have been, I would, I would have been shocked. I was shocked. I would not have been able to say anything. I would have just asked him, what do you think? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, throw back, yeah. Dude, just no. to suss the vibe of what he's saying <laughs> and how I can, <laughs> and how I can like, you know, stabilize the situation as soon as possible and get him out of my conversation. Oh my goodness gracious. So he's dropped that absolute bombshell on us. I've sat there absolutely dumbfounded because I don't know how to respond to this. And Rohan jumps in. <laughs> of course he did. And he's like, and then he says, whatever. He gives an answer to that. He's like, absolutely. They should have said it. <laughs> no, he's like, oh, because we're talking about like rights to protest and stuff like that. So he's just dropped in this absolute you know, oh, nightmare of a question. Um, and then this guy then decides to insert himself for two hours. We're in line for two hours. Oh my. As we discuss the nuances of the yes and no. He's clearly a no voter trying to convince us to vote no. Oh, should have just told him you were voting no so he would leave you alone. I mean, but like we, we, we had our stance. We were in Victoria. We thought, oh, you know, progressive city. Yeah. We can share our opinions in peace. And this guy obviously took offense to that. He was actually quite a nice guy in the end because like that lasted for like an hour. But then the next hour we were talking about how you know, his life. And he was in from Sydney as well. He moved to Melbourne. But when we went to the actual place, like the, we were in the front of the line and you know, the lady sl slides me a piece of paper, but it's not like the federal election where you go into the booths. I don't know how it was for you in Sydney here. Let me just clarify for you. We were in Sydney. We did go into the booths. I absolutely was in a booth. Yeah. Okay. I was <laughs> written on the booth. It said, fuck no on my booth. Oh really? <laughs> so it was, uh, there were booths I can confirm. 
I was like, okay, well, because I was from interstate. So I went to like an interstate polling uh, voting section. And so this lady slides me the, the paper. I write, yes. She looks over at what I've written. And I'm sitting here like, okay. Before I review, right? Come on. Then I slide it back to her. She double checks, has a look <laughs> at the yes, and then slides it into the envelope. I'm like, dude, what is this archaic system where this lady is like peering over to see what I voted? And why can't we just do this online is my question. I don't know. You can hack it. Wouldn't have made much difference though, really. It's true, but at least this way we know it was a real a vote, you know, yeah. real results. This is on you for doing it interstate, man. Go postal. Do yeah, it old-fashioned way. Why didn't you do it early? Well, because Rohan said he was going to do it on so the Saturday. Wait, well, wait, I was going to have to wait, wait, wait with him Why didn't he anyway. do it postal early? Mate, these are questions you need to ask him, not me. <laughs> I was ready to vote early. I love voting early. Yeah. Because it's just like, you know, Get you save yourself some time. Exactly. I think voting on the day is the new voting early. No, it's not. I, I went on the early is the new voting. Early. I went on the day after recording. It took me two minutes. Yeah, I went very early. Last That's because there's like, like so many, you know, primary schools around. Like you can just go to any one of them in your area. On a midday, went in, went out. Saw a lot of no voters there, but you know, it's none of that my business. That's because, like Rose said, this was an easy one. It was at most you had to write three letters, not like the federal or state election where you got to tick, you know, ten boxes or whatever. Oh, fair enough. And so, okay, so we voted whatever. Made it out of that hellhole. The next day I was flying out at 8am. So I've got, and I'm flying Jetstar, of course, common man, airline, no checked luggage. Thank you very much. They're just seven kilos in the, in the hand luggage. You're flying Jetstar right before you fly to Europe on what airline? <laughs> on Qantas. Right? Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Quality <True blue>. airline. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get to, I get to the airport and I'm under seven kilos for sure. On the way there, on the way back, I've picked up some items. Some goodies. Yeah, and I'm definitely over seven kilos. So I'm, I've weighed what my bag. What have you picked up? As in like the, my friends- Five kilo dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just bought some stuff. And like my mates who like run like a bubble tea business was giving me a bunch of bubble tea and the syrups are pretty oh, heavy. I did see that. Um, so I've got like essentially these bubble tea making kits. Turns out, you, and I was a bit worried because I thought you couldn't bring liquids on planes. Turns out for domestic, there's no limits on liquids. I thought there was. Yeah, a bit worrying, isn't it? A bit worrying because- I thought it was like maybe 50 mils, 100 mils. International it is, but domestic. Mate. It's free for all. Free for all. So if you want to make a bomb on domestic, you know, no dramas there. Well, that's what it was for. Do you remember? Stop looking at the camera, bro. This guy <laughs> loves to look at the camera. But do you remember why they introduced this law in the first place? There was like a bloke who made a bomb on a plane with just like household ingredients and then they limited it. What do you mean? Like, I what? thought this was all post 9-11. No, no, what, did he put sleep. Coke and then a Mentos into his bag or something? <laughs> <laughs> How do you make a bomb with liquids? No, that's why this got introduced because there was no limits. Obviously 9-11 happened and then the security checks, but this was even post that. There was another incident. So look, I'm sitting here now a bit scared because I don't know. Well, this I, is a fact you knew going in. As in this is did a fact- Did you know that, I, that liquids were um, banned because of bombs? Yes, I did know. So that. when they told you you can bring any liquid, your brain straight went to fuck. Yeah, could because- on, could, could be on here. Right, because I understand if, if I'm just thinking, if I was a terrorist, right, and put yourself in the mind of a- <laughs> I'm just saying like, I don't need to fly internationally. I just rock up to Sydney airport, go Sydney to Melbourne, bring what whatever doing, I need. Bro? Are you trying to get us on a list or something? No, I'm not. I'm just saying, look, this is just a shocking- <laughs> You are so what? If I was a terrorist, he said. <laughs> if I did it. OJ I just have a feeling that you at home are not going to hear this whole spiel. What there might mean? be something here. That's yeah, just, there's parts of this that's going to get cut this, it might get cut. I think this is fine. Um, well, this is just a, we'll see if Kush agrees. This is a 20 minute unhinged of <laughs> Ro just saying things. <laughs> but to go back to your point, 
they scan your uh, check yeah, luggage, s- sorry, your hand luggage anyway. Go to the x-ray, no? Yeah, but the ingredients, the Dude, if they saw in your hand luggage, if you had six kilos of liquids, <laughs> they're gonna open it up and have a look. I'm sure they detect which liquids you have. Exactly. Look, they at, at worst, they'll check, they'll also, have a look. If you look like a terrorist, you're gonna get randomly selected anyway, so. But then what are they gonna do with, uh, I don't know, like- Joe Bloggs. No, as in Joe Bloggs, who's got a kilo of hand sanitizer that he's using That's for fine. a bloody pipe bomb. But it's hand sanitizer. I don't think you can use hand sanitizer <laughs> as a pipe bomb. No, obviously it's not a hand sanitizer <laughs> for a pipe bomb. <laughs> I'm sure I mean? the machine detects uh, irregular liquids. I No, I think they did change the domestic liquid rule a couple of years ago. And so far, no plane has blown up. I'm I mean, just, you know, yeah, touch wood. Look, all well and good, but I'm just saying PSA out there, if you're flying domestically, just be vigilant <laughs> is all I'm saying. Um, but whatever, they're there. And I, I was like, I got, I got 12 kilos in my bag. Back to the actual point of the oh, story. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm not using bubble tea liquid to blow up planes. Yeah, okay, thank you. Just to make that clear. Um, so I, I'm there and then obviously I haven't paid for the extra luggage or whatever. So I'm thinking, oh, I'll be fine, no dramas. But these militants at Jetstar mm-hmm. just line you up like cattle yeah. and then just come one by one to weigh your bags, yeah. right? So I am like, all right, well, I'm definitely gonna be over. So what I gotta do is I just like grab all the crap that's making it heavy. I'll just dump it on the seat, get them to weigh my bag. And then on the way to the plane, just I'll just bring it back, bring it back yeah. right? So I've done that. Um, meanwhile, uh, other patrons have not been so savvy because they've gotten like, dude, one guy, <laughs> he took 22 kilos and his allowance was seven. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And he was blowing up about the fact that- What, he had to pay- what was his point? Dude, he had no point. <laughs> yeah, fair he's, enough. If he's had, blowing up, what's if his he point? He had eight or nine kilos. Fair enough. But you were three times the limit. He, he went. He went with the. I did book twenty kilos. Oh, maybe you did then. No, I'm pretty sure you can't take twenty kilos in hand luggage. No, you can't. It's impossible. Yeah, exactly. So he's gone with the strategy of like, oh, I actually booked this. I don't know why it's not on your system. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> What happened in the end? And the lady was like, oh, like the max you can book is fifteen. So you're still over that. There you go. <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, there was a twenty kilo option. Check it. Dude, I took 20 kilos to Europe when I went for a month. So that's like a whole ass freaking suitcase. Yeah. How has he brought that on board? I don't know how he thought he was gonna get with it. How much did he pay you reckon? It, honestly, it was pretty good. I think the fine, well, look, I don't know what the 20 kilo guy fine was, but the fine for the people who were like one or two kilos over was like 65 bucks. Oh my God. That's lot, not one. Not worth it at all. Yeah, it's definitely not worth it. But like they were, I'm pretty sure this is like half of Jetstar's revenue. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because dead set, they were just clipping up Clowns left, right, and center. And their scales are broken as well. Remember when we went to Bali? Yeah, that was dicey. That Dude, I'm pretty sure, who was it? Someone put a bag on there. It was three kilos over. We took it off and put it back on and magically it somehow went <laughs> yeah. three kilos under. So their scales are very, very dodgy. But in the end, did they did it work? Did your little scheme work? Yeah, my, my scheme worked, but okay. I was like very confident about that. But I would say in the line of like 20 people, I would say honestly, like 14 of them were clipped up by Jetstar. That's how many. Easy money. They go down the line like hawks, these people. I've seen it, seen it plenty. I thought disgusting. you might have strapped yourself like a terrorist with like any of your liquids or whatever. <laughs> no. Isn't that the tactic? You wear all your clothes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't have clothes. Like I was there for a week. I had like literally five t-shirts and two jeans. That's it. Then you put the bubble tea down the trousers. Yeah, exactly. I did try that. That was the first thing I tried. But it was slid it was. out straight through the air. Uh... <laughs> Imagine you're over the light, see some bubble tea go through some man's fucking shorts. <laughs> if you had a big jacket, I would put it in my pocket or something. Yeah, I tried. I didn't have any of that. So I had, the only, it was a dumping, a dumping uh, excursion. I love how no one saw this. As, as she's coming down the line, you're taking shit out of your bag. And as soon as she went past, you're putting it back in. Nah, well, no wonder people are going to rat me out. 
Alrighty, thank you for listening to my um, unhinged spiel. Who knows how much of that? I actually to the don't end. know how long we'll be there, but I'm glad we <laughs> passed it. I think everything's going to be there, but whatever. Look, back to a, uh, we played Oztag on Tuesday. Um, we're going to keep you updated on the, on the season. And that's finally a win in the scorebooks. Uh, and so we're, <laughs> the three games that we've played, first half we've been up 4-0. Second week we've been up 3-0. Third week we're up 5-0. The first two weeks we bottled. <laughs> and finally, we haven't bottled a 5-0 lead. Lads, we have done it. A win on the scoreboard. Finally. And we, I feel like we're going to charge. This is big momentum. This is the start of the, the surge yeah, to the top. Absolutely. A Ted Lasso Richmond style surge. <laughs> 16 games on the trot is what I'm seeing. Uh, with Wednesday last week, we played that very, very good team. And then we went to the coordinator on our knees, begging him to move us down. We got our wish. We got moved down. We played this team called Raptors. Mm, scary. Scary. It was scary. But then we saw the team and I'm like, I said to our friend Joshua, if we lose this game, I think we should all retire from Oztag tonight immediately. Mm. So that was the kind of caliber we're looking at. And I was right. I was vindicated. Within the first three minutes, we were up 5-0. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, it was, fuck, let's not win too much or else we'll get moved back up. <laughs> so we spent the rest of the game essentially trying not to score tries, but also letting them score as many as they can. One That's, of my favorite maneuvers. It was it was not fun. I'll say that for free. No, it is kind of fun. No, they didn't even know the rules, these guys. I felt bad for them. Yeah, okay. Are you in the lowest? No, there's one even lower oh, than this. What? Oh these, my God. These guys should be there, man. They should move down, not you guys move yeah, up. Yeah, I think these guys should honestly be in the div below. Cause there was one where someone missed a tag on purpose and the guy got through and I was chasing and I'm not a fast guy. And even I was running at 50%. So that's to tell you how slow I was running. And then behind me, I look behind and our friend, Matt J, He's a listener as well. Shout out to him. <laughs> who's one of the fastest guys I've seen. And he's full. It looks like he's running full pelt, but yeah. he's running behind me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is impressive from you. How are you managing to look both fast and slow at the same time? <laughs> but anyway, this guy went through and scored. And I remember hearing at the end, the guy's like, yeah, I hadn't like we were, we were after the game. We were hearing them talk. It's like, yeah, I have no idea how I scored. I shouldn't have been able to score that. That was insane. Blah, blah, blah. And in the end, we won 13-7 of which six of their points were absolutely gifted by us. Mm -hmm. So- so they scored one try legitimately. They scored one try legitimately. I'll give them that. Um, and so we check, I checked the draw. We are still in the same division. So the Beautiful. plight will continue for the next few weeks. Well done. I'll give an update on our Thursday, which we all play a bit of football. Bro, people take social sport too seriously, right? They do. So we started this game, first game of the season. So the past two games we tried to throw, but we didn't throw because it, it was so shit. <laughs> like if we threw, it would have been so sus. But we're in second lowest division. We're like, we're on here, right? We don't, we lost two of our best players from the previous season, but. Hopeful. And then um, as per usual, sends late. So we start the game without him, um, but he's not too late. He gets there within five minutes. By the time Sen gets there, five minutes in, the guy up top has already scored a hat trick. Ready three nil up <laughs> in five minutes. And these games famously don't even go that high, like that score. Yeah. We won a lot of games like one nil last season. Or like two one or something. Exactly, so five minutes up, we're already three nil, <laughs> right? And clearly that has tilted the other team. Right? And then before the game, I said to Ro, do you want to start? Ro want to start. So I'm on the bench and I sub on in five minutes. First touch I get, right? I'm back to goal. I'm about to take a touch and some guy sweeps my fucking legs. Mm. I don't know what you saw, but my missus watching the game, she said I backflipped or you some did, shit. Yeah, you you did did like, seriously? Yeah. Right, so that happened. I'm like, what's going on here? And then, yeah, just for the rest of the game, they they knew they wouldn't win. They were dressed like fucking hashtag United or some shit, blue and yellow. And all they were doing was like hacking at us. Some guy tried to like fucking stud me mm. and all that. So Div four, mate. Division four, social soccer. Don't take it too seriously, yeah, fellas. I got to the ground. I got to the top of the stairs. I saw Garn score the first goal. By the time I was signing in, I saw the second goal came in. <laughs> and when I put my third, when I put my bag down at the at the field, the third one was going in. I'm like, this is unbelievable. 
So I'm sat here with whiplash in my neck. I can't move my <laughs> neck as I sleep. My fucking quad hurts to step. Mm. My left foot has been trotted on like five times. Yeah, that, that happened to me as well. There was stomping on my feet as well. And the thing is Gunn who scored, and, and we won five nil in the end and he scored all five. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got a golden boot. But also at halftime, the, the most genius thing he did was go to the ref and mm. I guess like butter him up a little bit, say, oh, these guys are a bit dirty. Just, just watch out for them. Um, you know, this and that. And then maybe like five minutes before the end of the game, <laughs> this guy like, has a go at goal, mi like misses the goal but then continues his foot and just absolutely stomps on this guy's ankle. And then this guy has just wailed. He's like, ah! <laughs> No, but it's so poor for him because it sounded fake. Yeah. It sounded like he was trying to get us in trouble and rather he's, than he's actually hurt. And he stayed down for so long as well, which yeah. made it worse. No, because <laughs> it, okay, the wail was so fake, but it must be so visceral because it was legit. I saw the step oh. and he's just crunched his ankle. Gone, right? finished it. Yeah. It was and disgusting. One of my biggest pet peeves is like on the field, if you're injured, just just get off. Get off. Sort yeah. yourself out yeah. on the sideline. You're wasting time for the rest of us. Yeah, this bloke was injured and his own team was telling yeah. him, get off, man, sub off then. Because in this like Thursday football, there's no additional time. No, exactly. So like the time is just ticking and plus you guys are down five nil. It's yeah. in your best interest yeah, to exactly. go. And it's in our best interest to get this guy six, a double hatchet, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Or get Ro through on goal for a fourth time and flew, flunk it again. Oh, man, I had an absolute stinker. I had so many chances, which I just absolutely- You had three like in the last minute. Yeah. There was one dude, you were one-on-one -on -one with a goalkeeper. I was the closest to you and I was probably five meters away, mm. standing with a bloke and he was like, oh, he can't miss this. He's not gonna <laughs> miss. Like, and it wasn't trolling. It was genuinely like, oh, this yeah. is a goal, whatever. And then you miss and he's looking at me like, what the fuck? No, you, you, he saved it, right? It wasn't a miss. No, he missed. This one oh. he missed. He hit it wide. I don't remember. There was so many. I hit a lot of wide and a lot of misses and one save. I thought maybe. all of yours were just straight at goal and the guy just saved it. No, there was like, there was, a, there was two of them which were definite bad shots. Oh, really? Yeah, definite ones. <laughs> well, we're one nil on the board and our season looking high, but please coordinator, if you're listening, oh, yeah. don't move us up. We love this level. <laughs> Alrighty, and finally, thank you very much for Anonymous who sent this in. We're rating Commonwealth Bank's office snacks. Uh, it's gonna be a speedy one, lads. Um, Anonymous has sent us one photo. Well, to be fair, he sent, they sent two photos in a video of literally the same thing. Yeah, the two photos are the same thing. Literally, like quite literally the same thing. And then the video is just- It's the a same. panning of the same table. So let's go through and see what actually, you know, is here. Uh, essentially what we have is on top of the bins, we've got the spread and it's organized pretty neatly actually, because in the first corner we have the hot chocolates, the instant coffees of the world. All the tins, all the cans and tins. We then move to the sugars and the teas of the world. We have a look and see at what the tea is. I can't actually even really- I'm, I'm pretty Lipton, sure. Dare I'd I like to say they're Lipton or similar. Firstly, can I say, is it color coordinated? So the That's red, what spoke to me as well, man. Dude, the red bin on top of it is the red tins, your hot <laughs> chocolates, your coffees. And then down the end with the recycling, you got your green teas. It looks like Dilma as well. I swear to God, one of them looks like Dilma. Well, Maybe. the tea bags, they're loose tea bags, but filled to the brim. And then finally, oh, hang on, dude. No, okay. So the whole thing is tea. What do you mean? In the big jars as well. Yeah, the big jars are the tea bags. Oh, yeah, so yeah, loose yeah, tea yeah. bags. It's all tea. And then what's in the small jars next to the Probably the less sugars. popular teas potentially. No, nah, there's equal. I can see equal. Oh, so the sugar. Sweetener. Yeah. And then you got raw sugar, your white and brown sugars. There's a massive tea selection is what I can see. <laughs> Must be big tea fans at CBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very nice to look at. That's my, my first impression when I saw yeah. it. Very organized, very aesthetic to look at. It's minimalistic and it's very well organized, but that's about it. 
Mm. Where's the food, brothers? Is it just a liquid diet only at CBA? <laughs> not even like biscuits. I'm not even talking bread or f- biscuits. Not even, yeah. you know, iron and biscuits. Fruit. Where's the fruit, guys? Uh, I'm a bit disappointed, actually, with Comex. A mate. bit. Because I remember um, as a UNSW alum, uh, Matt Common or whoever the CEO of Commonwealth oh, Bank yeah, yeah. Uh, spoke at a webinar uh, <laughs> like a year or two ago. And I decided, yeah, let's hop on. I've got nothing to do. Let's listen to Matt Com speak about Commonwealth Bank. And he was talking about how great the culture is. Um, everyone should come work there. Uh, you know, Commonwealth Bank just takes care of its employees. And I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, Matt Com, you absolute liar. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty, dirty dog. CBA made $10 billion after tax this year. Does it look like it? No. They're no, literally one of the biggest companies in the country. But when you see a billionaire, you know, you hear stories of billionaires, you know, you're still using coupons and still doing this and still doing that. That's why they made 10 billion, mate. Yeah, that's why they're still billionaires. They cut costs wherever they can. Like treating their employees like scum. Well, no, this looks like the the diet that um, Steve Jobs did before he died. <laughs> Jesus. Just, you know, juice fast only. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like compared to the other companies that we've looked at, at least they had either Bemin more fruit, or biscuits, chocolates, breads. You know, where's your peanut butters, your honeys? There's none of that. It's quite literally just tea and coffee. Mm. And it's doesn't, not even a coffee machine. Not like a machine. Ha- yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's all instant coffee. No machine. So at least KPMG and Deloitte had the decency of giving their employees a machine. Yeah, a little bit of convenience. You know, tap the button and get the liquid coming out. These bastards have given nothing. You've got to make it yourself. So boys, what are we giving it? Based on everything you said, Sen, bare minimum, no machines, no food, no nothing, but- presented very well. That's the only thing I can give it. I, I'm thinking a two. I'd have to agree, yeah, two's fair. All right, fellas, another game this week. No scoreboard, but we're playing for fun. And as always, with fun, we go to the musical games, which these two always, always, always have fun with, as you can see from Sen's. Happy, happy face. Anyways, we will be doing scram- unscramble the lyric. So what I've done is I've gotten, I've gone on Google boys and I've typed in the most iconic song lyrics ever, mm. ever, okay. right? And I've gone to Google translate. I've gone from English and I've gone to Chinese uh-huh. and then I've gone to Latin. Traditional or simplified? Traditional. <laughs> ah, shit. I know I had to make it fair. So from Chinese, I've gone to Latin. Latin to Gaelic and Gaelic back to English. Latin's not a language. You mean it is Spanish. on Google Translate. It was in Latin. Neither is Spanish? No. I'm like, don't they speak Spanish? Oh, I said. Okay. Look, I've, one of these lyrics had numbers in it. I put it in, spat out Roman numerals. So it's- <laughs> There's windings. So it is one. So we'll go through a few. Is that you- where Volkanovsky's from? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the boys, <laughs> the boys have buzzers. They will buzz in whenever they- Feel, I've got to start reading out the lyric and then if you- Well, I still don't understand the game. Neither do I. I will read you a lyric that has been gone through five, three different languages. Yeah. Right, but it's back in English. Okay. But because it's gone through three different gotcha. languages, it'll might be the gotcha. same, might be different. It's like Chinese whispers. Gotcha. Exactly. So Sen, give us your buzzer sound, mate. This is Sen's. That dude. He doesn't even know what that says. Don't know what that means. Mine is- Just a simple wow, Owen Wilson style. All right, we'll play best of five. So first three wins. <laughs> My God. Are you ready, fellas? Yep. Any more clarification needed? No, no. it makes sense. I thought I was going to, dude, when you started explaining this game, I thought I was going to have to go from Spanish back to Gaelic, back to English. I thought I was no, going to- No, I'm not giving you foreign languages, brother. <laughs> Everything I'm giving you is English. Thank you. All right, and to get the point, you need to give me the song name 
slash artist and you get a bonus point if you can give me the lyric, but I don't know how much confidence I have in that, but I will start with the first one. How could I be gay? My boyfriend is gay. All right. I don't know the song. <laughs> As in, I know the song. How can I be homophobic? My is gay is what I think the lyric is. All right, I'll give you a point for that one. That is the lyric. I'll give you, have a go at what, what the I song think, is. Is it a Central C song? It is. But the song name, I don't know. Is it just called, I don't know, Homophobia? <laughs> no, it's not. It's a Doja Cat. It's Doja. Ah, close enough. So whatever, I'll give you both a point. It one all, all right. One all. Fair enough. All righty, next one. I have 99 problems, but it's not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sensing a trend. Because once again, I know the lyric. I just don't know the song. I also don't know the song. <laughs> uh, I suppose- I know the, the lyric, yeah. The lyric is just a classic, a Jay-Z staple. I got 99 problems, but it ain't one. Um, the song? I don't know. I actually, actually I don't even know a Jay-Z song. Uh, it's not that difficult of a song name. 99 problems. Well done. You yeah. get two points. Congratulations. <laughs> Alrighty. 2 nil up, bro. This could be a very quick game. We can go more. We'll go all the way to bit. five. We'll go all the way to five. It First is to five. Yeah, fine. First to five. <laughs> it gets harder. All right, next one. I raise my hand. They will sing me a song. I know it will be fine. Yes, it is an American party. Oh, yeah, oh, thank oh, the yeah. Lord. Let's go, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> it's party in the USA. Well done. And, and can you read out the, the, the crazy lyric again? <laughs> I raise my hand. They will sing me a song. I know it will be fine. Yes, it is an American party. Do I even need to sing it? It's iconic, mate. I think so, you do. I think you do. Point. Okay, so I'll put my hands up. They're playing my song. Is that, is that the lyric? No, well, that's, more well, that's the first half. I talked about an American party, mate. You got to get to that. Oh, I don't want to get to that. Then you can have the- <laughs> Do I get a point if I sing I'll give you a point if you get the whole thing. Bro, give it to me. I literally <laughs> said the lyric. Right, so I put my hands up. They're playing my song. The butterflies fly away. Nodding my head like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fight. You get both uh, points. Give him the point. Give I've him. lost track of the points, but it is what it I'm is. Three, I'm it's three one. No, hang on. Yeah, it's three one. Three one, yeah, you got a got point. No, but I got two for that. Oh yeah, so it's five one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll just play for fun. Play for fun. You know, next one. The zeal of the saints turned into an ocean. Bad swimming attractions. All right. Excuse me? I can say for a fact, I've heard both of you sing this song plenty of time. Actual song. One I'll say time. it again. One more time for the boys. The zeal of the saints turned into an ocean. Bad swimming attractions. That's it. Oceans by Hillsong. <laughs> it absolutely no, is not. It's uh, Mr. Brightside. It is Mr. Brightside. Do you know uh, which part? What part is that from Mr. Brightside? It is. I don't know the fucking lyric though. The zeal of the saints turned into an ocean. Bad the saints is what gave it away. Bad swimming attractions. <laughs> I have no idea. Play it, son. He's one of your favorite the, songs. It's the, it's the chorus. It is the it start is the of the chorus as well. I don't remember it right now. Where does the chorus in Mr. Brightside start? This, I'll say the lyric once we've gone through this and you'll know that's where it, it again. starts. The zeal, oh, the, the zeal yeah. of the saints turned into an ocean, bad swimming attractions. Nah, I got nothing. Jealousy turned saints into the sea, mm. swimming through oh, sick lullabies. Man. There you go. Where, where does zeal come into it? Jealousy, oh. mate. It's going through Chinese, no, really. Latin, Gaelic. It's they all strange. maybe have the same word. Right, I'll get a point for that. All right, you get a point. All right, next one. 
Don't worry. Don't worry, boy. God already has it. Fucking hell. Let's go. This is um Swedish House Mafia, is it not? It is. Don't you worry, child? It absolutely is. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like- I'll give you the full lyric and I'll give you one chance to try it. Don't worry, don't worry, boy. God has already arranged this for you. Don't you worry, don't you worry, child. Heaven's got a place for you. Is the Give it to you. Heaven's got a plan for you, but oh, you know what? There you go. You can have that it's one. It's an old song. I don't remember it. All right, next one. Baby, I'm just shaking, 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 oh. tremble, tremble. This Taylor Swift. It is. Shake it off. Mm. It is. Well done. All right. What's the, the lyric? What was the first one? Baby. Baby, I'm just shaking, 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 <laughs> tremble, tremble. Tremble? <laughs> <laughs> She's scared or something. Isn't it just, I just want to shake it off. Shake yeah, it off. yeah, there you go. Hey. Give you that one. Thank you. Next one, fellas, get your buzzers ready. Someone told me the world was closing in on me. I'm not the most active tool in the shed. Senny <laughs> yeah. buzzed in there. Do you know it, Ro? Oh, I don't think so, nah. Really? Um, Smash Mouth. It uh, is. Uh, All Star. It is, absolutely. What gave it away? Uh, <laughs> not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> Not the most active tool in the, the most, yeah, in the no. barn. What was it? I'm not the most active tool in the shed. Was the translated one? Do you know the actual one? Yeah, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. It's really jarring hearing lyrics like played back to yeah. you like that because I realized that I'm actually singing most of it wrong. Oh yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. I don't know the lyrics. So I reckon you'd do much better with a uh, game where I give you the tune. Like I don't give you clear words, but I give you the- Honestly, no. The melody. <laughs> if you give me the melody, I'll give you, that should be another game that we do. Like, uh, I, I might have copyright um, yeah. infringements on well, that no, one. You can just sing the melody or hum it or something. <laughs> what? I'm gonna sing for you, all of yours. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Talent show. All right, we have two more. Second last one. His hands are sweating, his oh. knees are weak. Let's go, dude, Eminem. Now you gotta rap the whole thing now. What song is it? Lose Yourself. All right, wrap it. The whole thing. Give us the lyric again. His hands are sweating. His, his knees are weak. weak. Knees weak. His arm arms is heavy. Are heavy. Isn't it Her palms are sweaty? Palms are sweaty. Yeah. He's got vomit on his sweater already. Her sweater is already out. And then what's mom's spaghetti? Spaghetti mom. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Octo, what's that lady who had eight children? Yeah. Octo mom. <laughs> spaghetti mom. All right, we got the final, 10th and final one. Yeah, I'm just a trashy teenager. <laughs> Bang. It's a wheatest teenage dirtbag. Oh, well wow. done, yeah, well done. I'll give you the full lyric and let's see if you know the, the whole one. Yeah, I'm just a trashy teenager. Kid baby, come listen to the Iron Lady with me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> one of the all time <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> what is it? I'm just a teenage. I'm just a teenage dirtbag baby. baby. Isn't it listen to Iron Maiden? That's, there's something in between that. Some baby, maybe something. It's like a- that. You know, come, come with me Friday. Don't say maybe oh, or something like right. that. And yeah. that's the um, that's the bridge. That's man. the bridge. Yeah, I oh, forgot what the it? middle part of that was. But such anyway, a, dude, such a whiny song. I'll give you the lyric. I hate that. Yeah, I love just, it. I love really? that song. Yeah, it's one a of my great favorite. song, dude. Yeah. It's so it's, it's big on TikTok recently as well. Oh, is it? Because the, the the guy is singing the the girl part. You know the that part. Oh, that's a girl's voice. It's the main singer actually singing it. I thought you were to give us Jot on the wing or something. I would have not known. I should have. I should have. But. It is, yeah, I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Listen to Iron Maiden, baby, with me. And with that, Ro, well don't even need to say the score, but you are the winner. Well Woo! done. Well done.
As always, boys, this episode is sponsored by our good friends at Manscaped. Woo! Spring has officially sprung. Wow. And our friends at Manscaped have just launched the ultimate product for some spring cleaning on your face. Introducing the Handyman Electric Face Shaver. New product, bro. Massive, absolutely massive launch from Manscaped. Currently, I am using, I'm a manual guy. I'm using a, um, a single razor, also sponsored by Manscaped. I genuinely use it. Um, but the Handyman, the Handyman is their new product and it's an electric razor, right? But it's essentially for travel. Mm. It's travel sized. And so this electric face shaver, it's designed to give you your face that smooth finish without the hassle of a wet shave. What you can do is you can literally use it without, it's, it's saying without water. It's beautiful. Now, Sen, you are the one with the beard, mm. right? I really, me and Manu, have no need for this product. But you will be using it. Oh, I'll be using to it. Clean up, to clean up, but we're not using it at length. You know, we're using it where, if and where we need it. I'm using it for my mo, right? Not yeah. the intended use for it. Correct. You have the beard. Yes. What is your experience with the handyman? Because those vector lines on your face are looking <laughs> mighty sharp. Well, mate, you. I'm glad you noticed it. And it is all thanks to the handyman. So yeah, bro, I will say it's been a beautiful- Beautiful tool to use. Would you say it's an essential part of your- your? I um, would. And it, the best part about it is it's very, very easy to use. You just pick it up. It's what? Yay big. And I'm, I realize I'm putting my hands here for an audio medium. <laughs> but it's about what? 10 centimeters, 15 hand centimeters? Hand held. Hand held. Yeah. Perfect. So it's comfortable to use, easy to use. Battery lasts forever. Not really, but it lasts for a very long time. And yeah, a very, very integral part of my daily grooming. You know, I have, ever since I have the lawnmower 4.0, just quick aside, I haven't charged it. Yeah, neither have I. And it's still going. So the battery may actually last forever. <laughs> um, let me just read out some stats of, of what the handyman does, right? So first of all, we've got a couple of different things. We've got the skin safe technology, let's not forget. I mean, Always. Goes without saying. That goes without saying, of course. Um, not only that, it gives you 20 hair cutting lengths with one ex uh, extra guard. So essentially you don't have the messy drawers full of extra add-ons, right? So. Mate, 20 lengths. Look at the personalization on that bad boy. And really, to be honest, you only need about five or six of them. No, yeah. I mean, that's overkill, but you know, use it if you need be. Exactly. Um, but obviously go support us, support Manscaped. The gear is good. Manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping with the code TCB. They've been loyal to us in the podcast, supported us for a very long time. So get yourself a, a handyman, a razor, a lawnmower, a weed whacker, mate, the list the goes on. The boxes actually, like the boxes are class. So I'm wearing them, actually I'm wearing them right now. Give them a see. I'll give them a quick look. There you go, you there see, you the go. the Manscaped branded. So look, we practice what we <laughs> preach. TCB, 20% off and free shipping, manscaped.com. Alrighty boys, it's time for compare and contrast, AKA the tier list. We are up to part three. Part one was the Friday bar tier list, the after work drink tier list, which uh, went quite well and we got a lot of hate for it. So we decided to do it again. And we did the restaurant tier list. The next step in the night, you know, you exactly. finish your drinks, you go to a restaurant, you eat, you drink. And based on my story last week, again, very uh, divisive tier list, I must say. So now we're up to the third part of the night. Which someone actually asked for last week as well and asked TCB. That is right. Someone did ask us for the club tier list. So we have listened. And so here we are with part three. This is the definitive Sydney nightclub tier list. Alrighty, a couple of these we've already gone through in the bar tier list. So we'll knock them out nice and easy. Firstly, we'll start with one of our favorites, the Carter, Sydney's most racist club. Famously, famous by us, really. You reckon? You reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Where does it start? The racism? against brown people, they don't let people in. Articles made about them in the Daily Telegraph about how racist they are. 
we've ex- you guys we've experienced it firsthand. So what, what can we say? Really? What more is there to say? Nowadays, I saw on someone's Instagram story, they're there 12 midnight Friday, which is prime time for the Carter because it's free entry, empty. No one shows up. I'll put it on screen, empty. Not only, I'm pretty sure Carter got sued by like Jay-Z. For stealing his for name. For stealing the name. You can't and copyright your name. No, but then also they're stealing the decor and stuff. That's just odd, isn't it? I think- What are you, a Carter apologist? I'm no. not a Carter apologist, but I'm just saying, no, no, I'm definitely not No, not, not you, this, this man over here. I think you're the Milky Lane. No, I'm thinking of the Carter. Really? Yeah, they had to get rid of, they had like Jay-Z paintings and all that. It was called something else at the beginning. Am I making this up? <laughs> I've heard of this. Yeah, and okay. then essentially Jay-Z or something, they, their management got in contact and they sued Carter and they had to change it to their name and they had to be like unaffiliated and stuff. Can I be a Carter apologist for a second? Fine, go on. When it first opened in what, 2017? Slaps. 2018? One of the best clubs of all time. I would have said the best club in Sydney at the time. We were there before the trend then. Correct. We got in, no line or whatever. This was before the whole craze, man. We were one of the early pioneers and trends. Early adopters. Well. Exactly. And I would have said, if you had asked me back then, if we did a tier list then, go to Because we were pining for a club that played music we liked at that point. You know, every man and their dog played either pop remixes or electronic or whatever. And then all the brown people came. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then ruined it. <laughs> so long story short, Sydney's most racist club. Me and Ro were famously not allowed in there. Well, Ro was not allowed in multiple times. Mm. But still kicked- wanted to go back in. And got kicked out. Promptly, every time he did get in, they've got no people in there now. So we're, we're saying, so we're saying the ball pit upstairs, the big dance floor in the middle, and the dance floor downstairs not redeeming at all. No way. Although, like to be fair, the music is still R and B, hip hop, which is like my type of music. I really enjoy that stuff. We get that a lot of places nowadays. Exactly. Now it's Sydney has changed. Alrighty, so not many positives. So where are we putting Carter? This is trash. I don't know anything that will move it above trash, dude. It's just not it. Alrighty, so keeping on the trend of clubs we've already talked about. Bungalow 8. So we talked about this as a bar, but it also functions as a, as a nightclub in the night. Where do we put on the bar tier list? I think we put last it- Last resort. Last resort. That's where I want to put it for the club tier list as well. Because I know many a night, we have been together, us three, as well as other people. We are walking around aimlessly. I'm like, where should we go? And then we throw up all these other places. Carter, ah, it's, you know, might have to pay line far. Argyle, ah, that's a bit far as well. And then we're like, bungalow. It'll be there. It'll be open. I'm pretty sure Bungalow starts charging though. There's a cover. I'm pretty sure 20 bucks after maybe 10 or 11. Serious? Yeah. Jesus. There's been times where I've walked past Bungalow and there's been a line for Bungalow for some reason. Mm. People seem to be ravenous for Bungalow. Bungalow to me is if you're in Barangaroo and you've had a few drinks and you've unexpectedly wanted the night to continue, you just go there. Bungalow for me is if you want some jazz music, <laughs> jazz Drake music, you go to Bungalow and, and listen to Epic Sax Guy play his saxophone for God's nonsensical plan. songs. Can I actually ask this? Does anyone like the saxophone guy at Bungalow? No this one co- likes the saxophone guy. But why no, is he there every Friday? I was talking to someone. I forgot who. I was talking to someone. I'm talking about the sax guy. And they're like, I actually like them. No. You guys, why? you're just a hater. I'm like, no, I'm objectively correct. You can't be listening to, you know, low by flow rider and this idiot is playing on his alto sax. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work, dude. And they just keep hiring the guy nonstop. I remember one time we're on the dance floor, right? All of us, and then the sax guy starts playing and then Ro just takes a seat. (laughs) Takes a seat outside. We're so off it. Okay, so with Bungalow as a club, right? Inside it's a cesspool and dead set, the floors are sticky, like it's trash. I went with San, I paid like $24 for a stone and wood and a diet Coke. Can you riddle me that? Either the Diet Coke was 12 bucks or the Stone and Wood is $18. (laughs) Neither of those options I'm a fan of. So the drinks are expensive. 
The music is trash. I what like if- the outside. I do like the outside. Inside, outside options. There are seats outside as well if you want to kick back. What about the clientele? Clientele. I don't mind the clientele. No, they're what? like young. They're like young boys no, and girls. It is a dichotomy of 18 year olds or absolute milfs, cougars. <laughs> Actually, which makes sense to be honest. Well, they're just preying on each other. Correct. <laughs> but don't as like a 25 year old brown man, I feel very uncomfortable in bungalow. Uncomfortable, but safe. Yes, oh, safe oh. for sure. I, th- I do feel safe. I do feel safe actually. But it's just like, I don't really want to see, like 18 year olds, like they're the first time they're going clubbing, they go to bungalow, they're like hammered off their face. People are like chundering on the floors and stuff like that. I think Manny's right. Last resort for sure. Next up, Argyle. I've been to Argyle twice. The first time is a kick on from El Camino because it's right next door. The second time Argyle was doing $1 dumplings. Oh, okay. Both times I, you know, ended the night in Argyle as well. So I spent a significant amount of time there. I would say it's all right. I would say there's two like floors. The bottom floor is like, I don't know, they play one type of music. Top floor is a bit more doof doof. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always nice. And you know, El Camino next door is beautiful. It's, it's a good kick on spot after, you, if you're in the rocks, that area, you head to Argyle to finish off. I was going to say it's in terms of, if you're at El Camino, I agree, it's a great place, but it's so out of the way, like mm. compared to other clubs in Sydney, it's like so far removed from everything else. I would say you're not you're not chucking Argyle as a first option. Correct. You're not being like, oh lads, where are we going tonight? Argyle, right? You only really go if you're in the area. Are you chucking Argyle's around the corner? Let's let's head yeah, there. Yeah, it's more like a spontaneous, uh, let's just go to Argyle after we head to, you know, whatever, Wing House. I will say Argyle has probably the most aggressive bouncers in Sydney. The bouncers at Argyle will look for literally any reason not to let you in. I know that's a common theme for most clubs, but more often than not at Argyle, you're getting picked out of the line and getting told not today, brother. Actually, no, I do have a story like this. I was going to El Camino, but it's the same entrance Correct. to get in, right? Same bouncer, right? I was at 12 on a work day and then the guy doesn't let my manager in because he has a South Australian driver's license. <laughs> That's <laughs> illegal, brother. That's allowed. Well, uh, we don't consider them to be humans here. Well, Sydney. regardless, the bouncer should let people in like that, but that that speaks to the criteria these bouncers so have. So overall, where are we putting Argyle? I think Argyle, the music is okay. To be honest, yeah. uh, the clientele is fine. It's honestly a fun night. I'm not saying it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not- You're not had, planning a night to go to Argyle. Yeah, which is why I think it goes down a little bit. I think it's serviceable. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm not excited if you're telling me I'm going to Argyle, but I'm not disappointed either. Mm. It is quite literally the it's mid- It's so, so. It's just, you know, you chuck it out. Fine, let's go. I'm not going to say no, serviceable. Next up, we got Chinese Laundry. Well, 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 Chinese Laundry. Iconic Sydney club, dare mm. I suggest. Close now. But in its heyday was the iconic spot to go if you were into electro, house, trance, all that sort of stuff. It's an underground club as well. And honestly, I thought the vibe was hectic. And the name, low key, Chinese Laundry is kind of dope. I was going to say, it's got the coolest name of all the clubs in Sydney. Yeah, we heard so much about it every week, right? Ro from his mates were hearing, they were going every week. So we're like, you know what? Let's give it a go. We went as a group. We got there. First of all, we're not that into EDM. So like the music, we had to get by. Um, And as soon as we got there, obviously we had some drinks beforehand. So I need to take a piss, right? And I go straight into the toilet. Wang's not even out yet. Some guys ask me, bro, do you have any pingers? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, sorry, mate, I don't have any. And then he's all of a sudden with best friends, like, oh fuck, I got in here. I was, I thought my dealer was going to be in here, but I couldn't get one off me. And then everyone's like signed to join the conversation in the bathroom about Mm. pingers. That's the vibe. That's why it's not for us, but I can completely see why, if that's what you're into, it pops off. It pops. The like lighting inside. It's nice and dark. I feel like there was one room with a low roof or something. I was going to say that one of the rooms had a really low roof. And so I- you're getting a multi-sense experience? Mm. Dude, there was just guys with like Vicks Vapors up their nose. 
And we were just there only just, we'd only drunk. So like, we were just like still pretty much, we were still feeling like relatively. Yeah, but there was know. like fog mist. There was like fucking strobe lights going off. The music is like loud. The speakers are nice as well. The bass pops. My biggest problem though, was the cover charge. Mm, How much expensive. are you willing to pay a row for a club? Well, firstly, honestly, I'm only willing to pay 20 bucks entry max. We paid $45 for Chinese laundry. Jeez. But you're paying for the $45, right? You're paying for no cups and all the drugs you want. It's like, it's a buffet. All you can eat <laughs> is what Chinese laundry <laughs> provides. You know what I'm saying? Cause you get there and everyone's just gurning. Yeah. You know, everyone's just grinding their teeth with lollipops and Vicks inhalers. And honestly, it felt like a sense of community. It's a community. That's where the community is. I rate it highly. Um, where, are we, where are we putting Chinese laundry? In my opinion, even though it wasn't for us, I can still understand and respect the cultural significance of the establishment. And I'm gonna have to put it at good. Next up, OPM. Wow, OPM. Thing closed now as well. Rest in peace. Fucking thank God. So this is one at the top of Star Casino. Every Friday, people would flock it. This was the typical rotation of um, uni students and fresh grads. You go, as, as we did for our tier list, you go step one, you go for some drinks. Mm. Step two, you go for some Korean barbecue. Step three, you go to OPM. My God, when you get there, the line is so long <laughs> because yeah. everyone is trying, cause it's all uni students. Everyone's trying to get in there before 11 yeah, to right. get the free entry. Cause I think the cover charge after is like 30 bucks. I thought it was 50 bucks. 50 even heinous. If you're a uni student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not coughing up 50. So the line is so long. And then you get accosted by the people in the line trying to make you an ambassador or some shit for OPM. Trying to get you to sign up. Yeah, there are these like Asian girls standing in line, scantily clad who are trying to sign you up and just entice you to come in and, and get, get into OPM and become a brand ambassador for them. Oh, I thought they were trying to sell you like table service or bottle service or something. A bit of that, but also scouting for ambassadors. And right. then you see and exactly that. You see in the other line, people are just going through no lineup because they've got mm. tables, they got all that, all this and all that. Whatever, that's the hype around it. You go up, it's a good venue, but it's just hard style. It's literally only hard style. Uh, there's no second room. There's no this, there's no that. Hard style everywhere. The only experience I've had in OPM is when our friend Gunn, who scored five goals actually <laughs> today, <laughs> we were in there and he was hammered and he um, reached over the, the bar uh, and stole a bottle of vodka. Half <laughs> empty, half full, glass half full, glass half, half empty. Full. And he was just swigging away at this bottle of vodka and the Sekis came up to him and me and were like, what are you doing? And essentially kicked us all out and then gave him a lifetime ban from the star and OPM. <laughs> Honestly, you know, fair enough from them. So that's the experience I've had. Hardstyle, I actually didn't mind OPM, to be honest. I thought it was a decent club. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good venue. Um, the positive is once you're done, casino's right there. Yeah. <laughs> Prime location. So you got kick-ons after the club. Yeah, the kick-ons at Star Casino is absolutely, that for me, that already makes a goat tier. But boys, where are we putting it? <laughs> I think it's a good venue. The fact that it's only hardstyle is very limiting. But if you're into hardstyle, I can see that it's a great place to be. I'll say serviceable. Next up, we've got Ivy. Are we talking Ivy Thursdays? Are we talking Marco Polos? I've only been on Ivy Thursdays. And yeah. I'm just sorry, I went recently. Well, I tried to go recently. It was a Thursday night and I reckon it was around maybe 10, 30, 11. We rocked up and the line was wrapped around the building. Mm. And we got we, we started to line up and they're like, it's gonna be an hour and a half. Jesus. And I said, no, thank you. I've got work tomorrow, but <laughs> appreciate it. Um, but in the line, I could see already the, the clientele of Ivy. And it's very much how you would expect it to be. Uh, it looked like half of Lakemba and Greenacre <laughs> was lined up to get inside. Um, the Merc AMGs were outside around the back. Uh, so that should tell you the kind of people that frequent Ivy. Uh, I, I've had a couple of days, a couple of nights at Ivy's and it, I actually didn't mind it. 
thought it was pretty fun. What music did they play? Yeah, the times I'd been there, just playing your standard pop, hip hop, you know, club tunes, mm. which is always, you never go wrong with you that. You can't go wrong. This is the problem. Sometimes DJs try to go outside of the norm. Oh yeah. You have to stick to the classic. Class. Exactly, exactly. And Ivy, they do stick to the classics. I will say though, because it is Maryvale, the drinks are a bit expensive. Well, that's the problem with this whole precinct in like George Street. They're all owned by Bloody Maryvale. Every single restaurant and club in that area, all of it goes straight to Justin Hems. You're paying, you know, 30 bucks for a gin and tonic. Greedy. Greedy, very greedy. So where are we putting Ivy? My other problem with Ivy is the, the Sunday sesh. It's mm. by the pool. That pool is so rancid, bro. I don't know anyone that has gone to like the, the Sunday sesh at Ivy and gone in the pool. So what's the point? It's swimming with fucking bacteria, brother. I actually have seen one of my mates did fall into fall into the pool. <laughs> have you seen them since? Did you visit them in hospital? Like what, what happened? All right, so where are we where are we putting Ivy? It I, is a it is an institution of the Sydney clubbing scene. It I isn't for people like us. I can't look past the greed mm. and I can't look past the rancidness. And the lines, if it's too long, like it's just not fun for anyone involved if you're just waiting an hour. Like that just kills all vibes. Are we saying it's trashed here? I think it's a last resort because if by by Jove I'm inside, I'll probably have a good time. But to get there, ugh, it's too many barriers. Last resort. Next up, we have Goro's in Surrey Hills. I love Goro's. I actually love it. All right, Japanese style bar club, great food. Not only that, the venue in and of itself is fantastic. There's literally karaoke for free if you want. For free. For free, man. Free. So you rock up to the bar. You start dancing. There's karaoke rooms if you want to go in. Usually it's pretty full. Like usually people are already camped in there. But if you get lucky, you can sit there and have your, you know, clubbing experience and karaoke experience in the same pub. Is there a cover charge? No, there's no cover charge. When I went, I did not pay a cent. sounds very good. The only thing is it's small and it's a bit cramped, but the tunes are blaring. And I don't know, like everyone just seems to have a really good time there. What kind of tunes are they pumping? Mate, the music is sublime. Mm. They're playing your classic pop hits, the classics, playing dance music. I feel like when I was there nonstop, I was just constantly dancing. And there was not a single song that did not hit. Okay. Which is- Cause that's the worst part about going clubbing, right? When you listen to music, every time you're like, like, when am I going to go for a drink? When am I going to go to the toilets? Like, oh, I'll go next song if it's trash. And it's always trash. It's always trash. But, but when you're at a place where it's like, just bangers nonstop, man, mm. your night's never going to end. And then like they do like a late night menu as well. So from 10 PM to 2 AM, Mate, if you're feeling some gozas, little karage burgers, yeah, treat yourself to feed. Like it's literally a venue with like everything that you need inside. All right, so where are we putting Goros then? Look, it's not goat, but like- But it's pushing. It's it's getting close. Like I would say Goros is one of the best clubs I've ever been to. So I'm going to say it's good. Next up, Pontoon. Pontoon was what Carter was before Carter mm. and before they got racist. <laughs> Pontoon is in Darling Harbour. And it is where we spent, I reckon, a couple of nights. Yeah, Pontoon was a classic, to be honest. Yeah, in, like, in early uni. Early, very early uni. Exactly. It was like, where do we go? And then people just throw out Pontoon and everyone's just ravenous for it. <laughs> <laughs> ravenous is a stretch. And similarly, it, because it, it seems to be a rite of passage for all the uni students, because we went, I reckon, what, a year ago, two years ago? Mm. Um, and For a pub golf challenge, actually. Correct. And the, the clientele was the same. It was still fresh 18, 19 year olds. So we felt- very out of place as 23 year olds. Also in golf attire. Oh yeah, that yeah. as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me and Ro with a golf glove in our hand. Yeah, that golf glove got discarded that night. Um, but I got to say, look, I'll, I'll give you a story that I had from Pontoon. We got, there was like lockout laws. I don't think they let people in past a certain time. Correct. Right. So I couldn't get in and I was like, oh, damn man. Like, and my friends from Canberra who had come 
and they were like, apparently they had heard about Pontoon. What? Yeah, they were like- it's oh, national, Pontoon's national. Let's go to Pontoon. I was like, all right, well, if you want to go to Pontoon, I'll take you to Pontoon. <laughs> You're like, are you sure? Yeah, I was like, Pontoon? Like, that's definitely not what you're thinking. But we take him to Pontoon, the bouncer's like, sorry, brother. Like, you can't get in now, it's too late. And we're sitting here like, oh, damn, this sucks. So we walk outside and then we're like, oh, should we, um, should we try and like jump the fence? And then we're like, all right, we'll give that a go. And so Pontoon, the fence is like pretty high, but there's, you know, chairs and stuff outside at the restaurant next door that you can jump over. So I jump over the fence and my mate jumps over the fence. The third guy, he's about to jump the fence and the bouncer suddenly looks at him from <laughs> underneath and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so he drops back, right? He doesn't make it in. We go outside because obviously we don't want to dog him now and I don't want to be in pontoon. Yeah. So, so really there's only one person who wants to be in pontoon. So we go outside and we're like, all right, we'll try to get the third person in. And we see the bouncer outside having a dart, like on his break. And then we're like, oh brother, we chatted chat to him for a bit, rizzed him up a little bit. And we're like, hey man, like we'd love to get in any, any way possible. And then my friend's like, I've got, you know, a 10, would that do? <laughs> and he's like, make it a 20 and we've got a deal. Seriously? Yeah. So for $20, you can bribe a bouncer at Pontoon and get yourself <laughs> let in for free. That's class. Wait, did you say get yourself let in for free? <laughs> well, look, I, it was not my $20 that went out the door. But Pontoon is not a venue that you want to be bribing a bouncer. How for. is the Pontoon experience? When we were in uni, it was all right. Coming back as a 23 year old, it was disgusting. I don't think it was ever all right. Really? I, I think I hated it from the moment I set foot in that door. Do really? I suggest because you didn't know better? I was going to say, we had rose tinted glasses back then. We were still new to the scene, so anything would do. Any place with alcohol and loud music was already a lovely venue. But looking back, it's a filthy venue. And well, I, I actually don't think there's a single redeeming part about Pontoon. I agree. So where are we putting it? In my opinion, it can be nothing but trash. Agreed. Nothing, nothing good about it. Next up, we have Cliff Dive. Wow, really popular club. Very. Very popular. Every time you go here on a Friday, Saturday night, lines out of the wazoo, mate. Mm. Even if you go at like 10 p.m., yeah. big line. I've had mixed experiences. Most of the time, you know, I'm happy to line up, happy to go early, been in. Music has been unreal. Dance floor has been unreal. The vibes are nice. I went the other day though, um, after a mate's 25th, wait in line for about 45 an hour. I get in, bro, they've changed the music. It was like oh. random pop music for some reason. And like not, you know, bangers. It's not hip hop anymore. No, no, no. The night, well, the 30 minutes I stayed that night, it was not. So my, me and my friends were keen to go, but then after 30 minutes, like, this is, this is not how we remembered Cliff Dive. Maybe that was just a one-off night. I can attribute it to that. To have a many good night in Cliff Dive. I lived 50 meters away from Cliff Dive. I went there zero times because of the line. I saw it, I was like, this is too much. Also the venue's small, but I will say what Cliff Dive does have going for it is, did you guys see the proposal yes. that happened at Cliff Dive? What was that? A couple of years ago, uh, this bloke met his partner, or I guess his fiance, his future wife at Cliff Dive and decided to commemorate the moment by proposing at the same venue. One of the trashiest things I've ever seen in my life. I oh, 100%. I, it's actually one of the worst proposals of all time. Yeah. But again, is it a sense of community, a sense of, you know, it's an iconic place. No. <laughs> propose by all means, but don't drag the rest of us into this. I'm just saying, like, it's just disgusting to propose at Cliff Dive, but whatever, look. All I'm saying for Cliff Dive is you can potentially find your life partner. Ah, the true. love of your life could be grinding on other blokes in Cliff Dive tonight. Exactly. <laughs> so you just go in there. That's what I gotta say, that's a plus. And then there's also videos. I feel like Cliff Dive's social media game is like pretty good. Cause there's also like videos and photos I see of like, like 85 year old dudes, like living it up in Cliff Dive. They're just like partying. You seen this? No. <laughs> yeah. So there's like, there's like ample footage, like multiple weeks. They've got like, I don't know. I don't know, maybe it's a plant, but they've got like some guy 
who's like old. Is it the same guy? No, it's different guys each time. So someone's grandfather's come in like looking for a party and then like everyone gets around him. Right, okay. And they document that. I have a similar story to you, Ro, whereas I think I've lined up three times for cliff dive, upwards of 40 minutes each time. Didn't even get close to the door. Mm. So I've actually never been inside. (laughs) The last time I went was with you, Manu. (laughs) We waited, I don't know how long we waited for, but I needed to pee. So I'm like, well, you know, we're in the line. I obviously can't get in to go pee. So I need to go find a beautiful tree to go pee on. I think we left Ro in the line as well. So he was in I line went, to wait. So I went walking down the street and you came with me. We didn't find any trees, but I did find a beautiful door on an apartment building. <laughs> and in my drunken state, I thought this is actually the ideal place I need to pee immediately. Because that door was the first one we saw without a camera. Correct. So we're like, how can we get caught? So, you know, I, you know, drop trow and I let loose and I'm, you know, blissfully <laughs> unaware of my surroundings when the door to the left of me suddenly opens and this man comes barging through and he comes literally right up to me. And he's- It's like, it's like a six foot four big white bloke. Massive, <laughs> dude. And I've got wang in hand, mind you. Like yeah. power lifter type build. Okay, that's and scary. He, and he begins to accost me. He's like, what the hell are you doing? Which Why? is fair, completely like, fair. No, to be fair, first of all, he was friendly. He's like, oh man, how's your night going? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're just peeing here, are you? Uh, and then- And then he said, do you remember what he said to me? I don't remember, do you? He's like, how would you like it if I came and peed on you? <laughs> yeah, and then he started like grabbing for his pants. And then I'm like, Seti, we gotta, we gotta Dude, chat. And I was, I was pretty waved at the moment. So I wasn't fully clicking what was happening. And mm. then when he said that, my, my mind suddenly just like snapped back into place. I'm like, well, that is a pretty fucking wild thing to say to someone. <laughs> and me and Manu mid piss, I- you know, zip myself back up and we started just legging it. Fair enough. Sprinting while this guy's yelling at us down the street. Cause like, I yeah, think he was about to grab something. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So you escaped death by just the barest of margins. Exactly. <laughs> but like, honestly, fair enough. If you're pissing on this guy's <laughs> door, like honestly. So that is my cliff dive story. Where are we putting cliff dive? I think cliff dive, once you're in immaculate experience, but the barrier to entry of the line <laughs> so high. is so high. And also it's small. It's a tiny venue. Like you'd pack like sardines. And so there is positives, but there's also negatives. It's not a reliable place you can go to and plan for because the line packed, I think serviceable because once you're in, lovely. Next up, massive. Oh my God, this cesspool, Shark Hotel. <laughs> Man, every fucking Sydney LB and LG are going here. They're trying to get it. It's just hard style and pingers, but it's, it's in a hotel, it's rancid. Look, your- the, the only good thing about Shark Hotel was when Holy Basil was still in business. <laughs> like I remember the thing is the, the drinks are $5 at Shark Hotel, but it's just a grungy venue, dude. It's so rancid, man. And everyone is there because of the culture, because of the LBLG culture, which is rancid. So this is where the rave rats are going. It's rave rat city, man. When the there's no- ends of the world. Exactly, when there's no rave going on, this is the place to be. This is where they bring their fucking light up finger gloves and their fucking- lollipops and shit and no, not for me, no way. But is this like the Chinese laundry? You know what I mean? Like we praise Chinese laundry mm. because of the culture and the fact that no, it's not I've for seen us, but- Pictures and videos of the venue, it is ass. Like it is actually ass. No, we've been to the Shark Hotel. There's like carpets and stuff. It's massive. Like, cause what I'm picturing is the Shark Hotel. There's like a restaurant on the right and there's like basically like a sports bar type thing. And you're saying that turns into massive? Yes. It doesn't yeah. make sense, man. And if you want hard style like OPM, I'll give you that. I don't understand hard style culture and LBLG culture, but that was a good place to go, right? Mm. The venue was nice. This is, I can't stress this enough, rancid. Mm. All right, so where are we putting Massive? Bro, even the name Massive, yeah. dude, that's a terrible name. It's not name. Massive, it's Massive. Yeah. What does that mean? 
Who knows? It's but like it sounds try hard. Yeah, I agree. Right, it's- if you're into hard style, I'll give you that, right? You can go there if you'd like. Me, I'll not be there, but last resort if you're into that sort of music. Next up, we have Embassy. Embassy. Uh, the idea of Embassy is absolutely lovely. You know, it's right by Town Hall near Hilton. Go in, you go up. It's a nice venue. They play mainly hip hop as well as pop, bit of parts out here and there. Good variety, outdoor area, smoking area, but in reality- Brother, you are standing in line at Hilton for like an hour. I was going to say, I've walked past the Hilton line many a times and I've thought, this must be a great club. But I famously hate lines. So I'm like, I'm not lining up. But dude, that line stretches down George Street. Like, you know, I'm talking 10, 20, 30, 40 meters, like hundreds of people in that line. I think I've waited on average in that line 45 minutes. Jesus like that is Christ. my, that's average. So I've waited longer than that to get in. The oh. line- is fucking rancid. Yeah, all these people lining up. Is it, surely, is it free or is there a cover charge? Brother, there is a cover charge unless you have been accosted by Christian from fucking embassy. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll hit you up on Facebook and he'll give you free tickets, but you have to be um, of a certain- Asian girl. A, a certain ethnicity and oh, gender yeah. and willing to do certain things. I won't say what, but it is what it is. Does this guy own the club? Or? He owns a club. Um, allegedly, allegedly. I want to say allegedly <laughs> for all of this. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> All right, Embassy, I've never been, I have no real strong opinions on this. Manu, this is all you, where yep. are we putting it? Again, it's like it's like Cliff Dive. Once you're inside, it is a good experience. Tad overrated because everyone in there fucking dressed in black and typical, you know, Asian uni vibe. But once you're in, the music is good. Large venue as well, so there's plenty of space, drinks are good. Serviceable, I'd say once, again, once you're in, mm. good, but barrier entry, so I'd say serviceable. All righty, second last one. This one's an absolute icon of the Sydney nightlife culture. Um, sadly, no longer with us, but it is Starbar. Starbar, I think, was the first proper bar slash club I ever went to. It's because they served $5 drinks. Not even, not only $5 drinks, they did the $9 jugs. Correct. So Tui's jugs. So there's many a nights where we started where I bought myself two jugs of Tui's, 18 bucks. There you go. There's your whole night sorted. Mm-hmm. I remember being so bloated sitting in Starbar or downstairs, <laughs> like in the- uh, where, where the, the pool, pool tables, tables were. were. Oh, dude, it's bring su- it back. It's such an iconic place because it's so easy to get to as well. Mm. Yeah. Right along George Street, right there. You've heard drinks are cheap. Yeah. Big venue. Lovely. And there was the club part upstairs. So if you went maybe on a Friday night, Saturday night, the top part upstairs turned into a club. You find beautiful Nepalese men there <laughs> who are very friendly and very, you know, keen to kick on with girls. So that was uh, always an experience and a half. There was one time, I don't, it was with one of you or both of you. It was we both w- of us. We, we went there. there and we were there just people watching Nepalese men try to pick up. Yeah, I remember this night, uh, We it was us three. We went, I don't know why we went, but we were there maybe, it was a Saturday night, maybe at 10, 11 o'clock. And you're right, we were just people watching. Mm. And it ca- came to the point where <laughs> we were <laughs> we were like cock blocking these little eight, uh, Nepalese men. <laughs> like there was this one guy in particular who was like so creepy and was being like pretty forward with these women who are clearly uncomfortable and mm. not for it. So we were like dancing, but like pushing these guys away from the girls. We were like white knighting. <laughs> did we do that? I do remember us doing this, but we did it for the sick satisfaction of just not letting this guy- Let this pest get his way, dude. We were just trying to, as long as this guy wasn't successful, it was a successful night for us. Mm. So yeah, Starbar will always be known as the place to get cheap drinks. And that was pretty much it. Like, you know, there was no line for it. You Mm. could just waltz in, but that's because it was shit. Good reason. That's an indication of the quality of the venue. No one wanted to go there. There was a reason why it was always, you know, half empty. 
Like, e- I, everyone floats up Starbar as a meme, you know? Yeah, Let's exactly. go to Starbar. You get a few laughs and you go to the actual place you want to go to. Starbar literally became a meme towards the end. I don't think Starbar is for local like uni students. No. I think it was for international Correct. students. Like that was the kind of people that rocked up to Starbar. Correct. Right? And- we get there and like, to be honest, the music is nothing to write home about. No. The venue itself is just bad. Pretty grotty. But the good thing about it was the $9 jugs and the plaques you can buy pool while drinking. Like starting your night, Starbar was fine, but like, uh, honestly- As a club, this is the nightclub tier list. It turns into a club of how are we rating that part? Oh, there is nothing redeemable about it. Actually trash. So trash tier. Correct. Alrighty, lucky last we have, wow. This might be Sydney's best nightclub. Really? Present day, this might be this one. Every time I go on a night out, every birthday party, every kick on, everyone's like, let's go to WoW. And it gets so much traction. So pound for pound, the best. I think it's the best, right? It's it's in Ivy. It's got two floors upstairs and it's also sectioned off. Mm. So it's got an R&B hip hop place up top. And it's right. not just some random DJ playing it. It's curated. They've got some old school bangers, new school bangers. It's lovely. And then downstairs, mate, that's where like the- Hard style, EDM, house, whatever. Different DJs every week. So like, if you like hard style, you'll find out where the hard style DJ is. The music is good. Music is unreal. It caters to basically everyone. Big venue. Spacious. Spacious. And it's at the Ivy. So the entertainment is off the chops, mate. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Like I've never been to WoW, but my friends who have said like the atmosphere and the entertainment is like top notch. Like they've never had a bad night at WoW. Is it a cover charge or is it free? It is steep. I'll give you that. But there is a massive line to get in. Right. That should that speaks to the quality of how many people are willing to pay to get into this venue. What what about the clientele? What kind of uh, people are we looking at? The client WoW? the clientele is mainly, you know, the Asian demographic. Wow is spelled W A O. Not W O W. Oh. So you just, you know, make your own mind up there. But there is clientele of all sorts, but the majority, yes, is like the Asian Asian variety. But look, we've we've slammed a lot of these places for having lines, but wow, I think from what I'm hearing, people are willing to wait and they're, and they're happy. They're happy to pay the money. The juice is worth the squeeze. That as is say. exactly right. So what are we saying? Is this, is this it? This is the goat tier. I think it is the goat tier because I don't know any negatives I can say about it. The negatives is a bit pricey line, but you know, that comes to expected with such it. a top tier venue. All right. So we're saying wow is goat tier. It's the goat. All right. So that- that pretty much sums up our beautiful tier list. Just to go through it, we have Wow at the goat tier. We have Goro's and Chinese Laundry in the good tier. We have Argyle, Embassy, OPM, and Cliff Dive in serviceable. We have Ivy, Bungalow, and Massive in last resort. And then we have the three musketeers at the bottom. <laughs> the, in the, tra- the three stooges, yeah. In the trash tier being Carter, Pontoon, and the newly deceased Starbar. So let us know if you agree with that. I think we've done pretty well there. A lot of people have submitted a lot of nightclubs, so apologies if we didn't get to it. Maybe. Oh, yeah. There was a few that a few noticeable ones that we did leave out. Plen- plenty. But otherwise, we'd be sitting here for an hour tier listing, <laughs> and I don't think anyone wants to sit through that. So. so let us know if we miss any really iconic ones. And we could do a part two. All right, that brings us to the end of a wonderful episode. We've got to quickly dash to go see what Kush is up to. We've left him with his own devices. We spent too long enjoying recording this episode. Um, Kush has told us to hurry hurry up. But massive thank you to everyone who wrote in with the clubs. Um, I hope we did it justice. Let us know if you agree with our rankings or if you probably disagree, let's be honest. Um, Also, if you're there, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify. Mm. I had a look during the week. We're up to 200 ratings on Spotify. Are we? Yeah. I want to, we, our goal has always been to catch up with the number of episodes we have. So, so we're, we're about 20 year old behind. So, you know, if you are a new listener, definitely go give us a five-star rating. 
Um, otherwise, catch our other episodes on there. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, find us on TikTok, and give us a follow on Instagram. Boys, I see. I say uh, au revoir for the next four weeks. Oh, yes, yeah. before we say that. We alluded to it early in the log, but bro, Europe. Europe. Must be nice. Must be very nice. Four weeks, I'm out. Enjoy it. We'll be back soon.